0: Welcome to KLE, the podcast Kingdom Leadership Equipping, where a new generation of people and leaders are equipped in kingdom principles for living and leading. We've been talking about uh, the power of the local church or what the local church is, and uh, we're going to be diving some more into some of the the keys and principles of that uh, on Wednesday nights. So, uh, your host is Sean Smith with you tonight again and still. And um, we are definitely trying to and believing God to open up a whole new mindset to a new perspective. Um, not that there's anything new, but actually to see it the way it's supposed to be, not just the way we want to see it or the way we're told to see it, but that what is the scriptures actually saying? What is the Bible? actually say about some of these topics that we're looking at, don't forget to look at our um, blog on www.kingdom, uh, kingdom leadership Sorry, www.kingdomleadershipequipping.com. Sorry, www.kingdomleadershipequipping. And there's a lot of articles going up there as well. And then, of course, you can join the uh, Facebook group, Kingdom Leadership Equipping. And there we place articles and discussions as well. All right. So we're talking about what the church is, what the local church is. And last week we looked at um, a number of things. But Ephesians 5 verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives. Seek the highest good for her. And surround her with a caring, unselfish love, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. It was interesting to me when I looked at that scripture is that um, husbands are told to love their wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he may present her to himself. And I, I thought about it when, I, as soon as I saw it, I thought, how is it that leaders are trying to do the opposite of Christ, condemn, judge? Blame, uh, fault, find, criticize, pick on, preach at, you know, uh, demand, control, manipulate and hope to have what Christ has in his church, which is a church without spot or wrinkle, um, sanctified and holy and blameless before him. We've got to do it the same way Christ does it, not the way um not the way guys are showing us to do it. All right. So tonight, um, also just sort of in summary, we looked at the word church is the word ecclesia. And it means the chosen or called out ones. And it was a very relevant word to the times uh, because of the Roman um, Senate would be the called out ones from the, from the city, from the society, from the. Society. Into a a, into a communal or a community kind of setting for discussion and for um, actually for modeling what Rome was about. And so they could do that anywhere. So when Jesus spoke about Ecclesia as the church, they understood clearly what that meant. At that point in time, so just remember the church is where the people are. You're not going to church; you are the church. And so we we get this wrong. We say every morning we're going to church, but we're not. We when we on Sunday mornings um, we gather. We gather as a community of the church and as the church, but we are the church. So where two or three Jesus said are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So you know the. We are the Church. As soon as we get together, we are the church happening. The ecclesia is happening. So the same word is used in different manifestations of church life, and that's what we got to understand. It's like whether it's in the house, whether it's in the um, region, um it's it's the same word, but it's just different manifestations or and and sometimes different levels of influence, but all have the same underlying purpose, which is, To impact culture, um, the culture around them, society around them with the culture of heaven, with the culture of the kingdom of God. We are, uh, the church is supposed to not stay isolated in a building or, you know, or in their own little world. They're supposed to go out and impact the world. Jesus called us out and send us, thrust us back out again. And he said, go into all the world, all right? So go into all the ethnos groups, go into all the ethnic groups, go into all the cultures of the world and make disciples. In other words, influence and begin to mentor this um, this culture with the kingdom of God. And we'll see some more of that. There's different types of churches, but it's the same specific. Um, with specific purpose to which call, God calls them. So there can be different different kinds of churches or different types of churches and not different kinds, but different types of churches and each has a specific purpose to which God calls them. And um, we can basically see in the new Testament that there are four broad types of church, which have varying levels of influence and very le- varying levels of impact on the, on the culture of the time and of and in where they are located. And so we can see number one, number one is churches that move from house to house, small groups of Christians meeting in a home and sharing the life of God, being family focused, relational building. Um, and they're very focused on on um, uh On the family kind of dynamic of everybody being able to contribute and share together. And so that was the foundation of how the Book of Acts started was from house to house. But we also see there are local churches called to specific localities and towns. So you have the church in Ephesus, the church in Corinth, and the church in Colossae. And that doesn't mean there was one church that sort of controlled everything. They were one church, all these all these groups, and they would gather together, and then you have resource churches called to act as as uh, sort of uh, central hubs um, that resource other churches, like Antioch. Antioch was a sending church. It was a, it it had um, started because. Uh, Of persecution and the the, the disciples had fled and as they were going um, they began to preach the gospel of the kingdom and they then basically got um, and started the Antioch church. So in Antioch this church began and they began to be a sending church um, that resourced other churches through the apostolic ministry of Paul, Barnabas and others. All right. And then lastly, we got governmental churches. Um, They call to a governmental role in a nation like the church in Jerusalem. And so they they sort of um, were more uh, sort of uh, more uh, set in authority uh, in national kind of level. So it is important to know and be clear about what type of church the Lord has called you to. To plant, If you're planting a church, if you're overseeing a church, my first question um, was to a pastor, and they said, well, you know, they, they're with the church, they want to grow, etc. I said, well, it's before you start any of that, is you've got to be clear on what your purpose is. What type of church is the Lord called you to? And, um, well, most of the time, most guys have no idea. They haven't thought about that, most leaders. And so if you don't have it, there's a lack of clarity of purpose and that's what causes jealousy and mistrust and, um, and uh, you know, a lot of competition, etc. Because now you've got this I'm of, I'm of. Nobody's clear on what you actually are. And uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 in, in the Message Bible, um, Paul says this. I bring this up because of some, Chloe's, some, some from Chloe's family brought a most disturbing report to my attention. That you're fighting among yourselves. I'll tell you exactly what I was told. You're all picking sides. Going around saying I'm on Paul's side. I'm for for Apollos. Or Peter is my man. And I'm in the Messiah group. And then he goes on in verse 13 to 16. He says i ask you. Has the Messiah been chopped up into little pieces. So we can each have a relic. All of our own. Was Paul crucified for you? Was a single one of you. Baptized in Paul's name. I was not involved with any of your baptism except for Crispus and Gaius. And on getting this report, I'm sure glad I wasn't. At least no one can go around saying he was baptized in my name. Come to think of it, I also baptized Stephanas family. But as far as I can recall, that's it. And Then verse 17, he says, God didn't send me out to collect a following for myself. Uh-huh. But to preach the message of what he has done, collecting a following for him. And he didn't send me to do it with a lot of fancy rhetoric of my own. Lest the powerful action at the center, Christ on the cross, be trivialized into mere words. And so important, Paul goes, hey, what is this that you guys are up to? I mean, this is crazy stuff. And in chapter 3, verse 1, he goes on to say, he said, you're all carnal. Um you you when you're doing this, you're striving, you're jealous, you're competing, all this stuff is, is carnality, and we we just have too much carnality because there's no s- clarification of purpose into why we are here, and everybody's trying to fight for you know, there's such a a scarcity minded mindedness that you know everybody's trying to be better and bigger and 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 fight with each other. And we've got to get out of that kind of mentality and, uh, and rather get clarity of what the Lord is called. what What is it that, that the purpose is for our local church or what kind of type of church he's called us to, because that's going to, that's going to determine the kind of the level of influence, the level of authority and the level of impact you're going to have. And it, and that's fine because whether it's small or whether it's big, it's that's fine. That's what it's got to be. And that's what the Lord has graced you to do. So there are four key pillars that we need to look at for the local church. Number one is understanding the message of the kingdom. We've got to understand the gospel of the kingdom. And Jesus, it says in Matthew 4.23, Jesus went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. We've got to be clear on this. Jesus, the first words that that he preached in in Matthew chapter 4 was, um, Repent or change your thinking, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, or is here, or is near. And he was talking about the restoration of the kingdom, because he is the king. And when he appeared before Pilate, Pilate said, are you a king? And he said, "You've said it. I am a king, but not of this world." And so Jesus came as king to restore the ki- his kingdom, and the king, the same as we had in the go- in the Garden of Eden, that was with God's kingdom ruling uh, and having dominion through man. Man was his delegate authority, and God gave him uh, dominion and authority over everything of His creation, except over man. And so um, and Jesus has come to restore that back to us. And he says, this is the message. This is the good news of the kingdom. He went everywhere teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming this message of the kingdom, of, of the king's domain. And that's what it is. Two words, king and dom, means the king's domain. It's, it's his rulership, his order, um, he, the restoration back to the first things where we have dominion, we have authority, and uh, and we, we, we do it in God's order, God's way of doing it. And then in Matthew 24, 14, it says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Matthew 24, 14. So the purpose of the cross was to bring us back into a place where the kingdom of God can be reestablished and extended. And that's what we do. The kingdom the kingdom of heaven is the place, you understand? And the kingdom of, of God um, is how we bring God in us, bringing his influence into the world, into the culture, into society where we are. And that's why, you know, I say... The, kingdom leadership equipping is about getting a new mindset not new skills it's taking everything but putting it into a, a the right perspective the correct perspective seeing it not from a point of view of escapism of of our church Uh, mentality, you know, and and our church mentality being our kind of institution. Now, our little little bubble that we're living in, um, our building, that's not what he's talking about. It's not, you know, it's not your church, my church, uh, you know, their church. It's one church. It's church of Jesus Christ that he loves, that he purchased with his blood and that he has is sending out into all the world. To go and influence every culture with the culture of heaven. That's what we do with our dominion, with, our, with the authority he he's given us. We go and we rule and we begin to take charge of the situation and circumstances and, and of the earth and, and not over people. We don't rule over people. we That's Jesus' only place. And he doesn't control or manipulate anybody. Why should you? nobody gets controlled by him and so he influences us with his love and and by by developing trust in us that's why we have faith because faith is trusting in him being fully persuaded that what he has promised he's able to perform so we are, faith means i'm fully persuaded that i i'm so persuaded that i trust him alone and and um, and that's uh, how he leads us what are you doing you know is that we so many times people are trying to control and manipulate people. That's not what he's called us to do. He's called us to impact, influence, and bring transformation through kingdom culture, through the kingdom constitution, which is the word of God, through kingdom values, living kingdom values. And, of course, when you live kingdom values, that develops a culture. We should be, we should be carriers of the culture of heaven kingdom of heaven. Not to escape and go there. I love what um, Miles Monroe said. I was listening to him today and he said, the problem with the church is they're already living in heaven. They, they, they've they forgotten there's an earth. And so they, they're allowing uh, change to come without them making a stand for for the kingdom of God on the earth. <laughs> we're supposed to occupy. We're supposed to Take charge on the earth and yet we wanting to escape and leave it to some to to somebody else to control and plan and manage um, what we what we are supposed to be doing. So um, we're going to be talking about the four key key pillars of the local of the church and not the local church, but of the church. And so tonight I just wanted to share with you one is we need to come back to the understanding of the message of the kingdom Of God, We need to come back to that. It will be interesting. Go to the Gospels and do a search on the word kingdom and begin to look again at what the kingdom is about. What did Jesus say about the kingdom? Because it it seems like today it's just all packaged as one thing. But the kingdom of God is a totally different perspective. It's a different mindset. It's a different paradigm. It's a different way of seeing things. It's not religious. Jesus didn't come to establish a religion. He came to establish the kingdom. And so we need to get that perspective right. So I want to encourage you in that. We're going to look at the others um, next week. All right. So thank you for being with me. And this is Sean, your host, uh, blessing you. I pray that God will give you a tremendous blessing um, in this time of his um. Of the revelation and inspiration of the Spirit in your inner man. That you can understand and see clearly um, the things that God wants to show you at this time. Love to hear from you. Uh, Pop us a a message or, or a comment. It will be great to hear from you. I appreciate it. Until next time, this is Sean saying over and out.